The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. In today's episode, we have Morgan Yates. Morgan is one of my closest friends. She's a full-time YouTuber. She graduated from UNC Chapel Hill and is now living in LA. She's very intelligent, so I thought that she'd be the perfect person to have on this episode. We're going to be talking all about making a living off of YouTube, how to deal with networks and management, brand deals, what it even means to make money on YouTube. It's kind of like a dummy's guide to making money on YouTube. Um, Also, a little bit of budgeting and just how to afford living in LA. Um, I hope you guys enjoy, and let's get started. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys don't know, Morgan is one of my best friends. We actually just got back from a Greece trip Ugh. together. Sad I'm back. I would say <laughs> that Morgan's kind of like a world traveler, but she's it's not really a world traveler anymore. It's just a Greece traveler. It's been she- kind of accidental. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that because last year was my first time out of the country to Greece. Yeah. And then... That was only a year ago, and then I went back four times. Yeah. I don't know why. It's really... She doesn't even want to go anywhere else besides Greece, though. That's a thing. No, I've seen enough, and I decided that Greece (laughs) is superior to everywhere else, and I'm just going to go back there every year for forever. Yeah, Greece is her happy place. She's very extreme about her Greece Greece trips. Greece was amazing, though. It was super fun. Um, If you guys want to, you can check out our vlogs. We did a trip with EF, Ultimate Break, which was awesome, but... Anyways, let's just get into our hot seat. Morgan is very familiar with the hot seat game, being as she is one of my best friends. And this is a game that I play every single day. So basically, <laughs> we have played it one time. I don't know why. <laughs> I play it in groups. It's because we normally hang out like solo. Okay. I always play it in groups. Fair. But basically, one person goes in the hot seat and then you ask them questions. It's like literally just like a fancy way of asking someone questions about themselves. <laughs> okay, so um, the first one, what... If you could clone yourself, like, what tattoos would you get? Oh, okay. So, context. Kinsey's saying this because she knows I love tattoos, and in a different life, I would have just, like, so many tattoos because I just I just think it's cool. But um, not in this life because I can't commit. Also, you forgot to mention that I gave you the biggest oh, of your life. Oh, Kinsey loves to brag. Um, <laughs> I, I Yeah, a while ago, she told me that she sees me being someone with a ton of tattoos, and that was really the highest compliment I can be given. Mm-hmm. But... In another life, um, or if I could clone myself, I would get... See, that's the thing. I don't even know. I would just want, like, a full sleeve tattoo. I think that's cool. I could see that. I could really see that. Yeah. Okay, number two, favorite Demi Lovato era and song. Oh, Demi. (laughs) Morgan is Demi Lovato's number one fan, just for the record. I am. Um, I think the current era, the Tell Me You Love Me era. Yeah. Where she is, yeah last album that's my favorite so far but i love everything she does but um favorite song hard to choose from that album it was concentrate i think that was my favorite i'm gonna go old school i'm gonna answer my own question even though okay, i'm not asking yeah, no, myself i'm gonna have to go with the the classic la la land like, okay that's do you resonate with that is that what it is no oh i never i never it's about la i know i never really even thought about that i guess so maybe maybe deep down no it's just a fun song like name one time in your life and that song has gone on and you haven't <laughs> gone off to it like come on it's it just true. it doesn't happen old school song old school favorite is the middle do you remember that one? Oh, that was, a, that was a good that. one that was like what's the kinda... one that's like the jazz like Da-da-da. i'm not gonna sing it i'm not gonna okay. it but <laughs> i just remember being in like fourth grade and having my ipod or maybe I, you know, I didn't have an iPhone at the point. It was, like, back when you didn't have iPhones and you had iPods, you know, yeah. the dark ages. Anyways, 
<laughs> no, I remember like sitting in my room being so dramatic and listening to Demi Lovato and just thinking that I like, like, what, what was I relating to? I was in fourth grade. What, are you eight? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. It was like the start of her like yeah, edgy days. She was awesome. Or she is awesome, I mean. Okay, last one. All right. Go to LA coffee shop and order. Ugh, it's Alfred's. I wish I had oh. a more original answer. Well, is Alfred's basic? Kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really yeah, care. It's amazing. It I, it's a go-to <laughs> because they have oat milk. Kinsey also likes to credit um, mm-hmm. that she got me hooked on oat milk, which I is did. true. It is correct. Um, if you guys haven't had oat milk, please go get oat milk. Almond milk, soy milk, all of that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Any other alternatives. Inferior. So 2012. Yeah. Let's get with the times, people, <laughs> and move on to oat milk. Um, and then my order there is equally basic. No, more basic. I get a iced vanilla oat milk latte. <laughs> Sometimes if I go home and I like I just I will catch myself just like saying random things just like going about like my normal life in LA and I'm like I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. Oh, it's so embarrassing. If anywhere else had oat milk, I think that would change it for me, but they don't. But yeah. I just learned you can order it from Amazon. Oh, I know. Yeah, oh. and you can get it at Whole Foods and stuff too. Yeah, I went and I couldn't find it. It's hard. No, I haven't even found it for my house yet. Oh. It's been a year. It's oh. it's really unreal. Well, no, Amazon. I think I don't even care. I was I was going on a rant about this last night. We know how I, I love... I don't know if actually anyone knows this. I really appreciate some good branding. I'm really into that. <laughs> I love that stuff. Like, that's my favorite, like, mood board stuff, whatever. I'm actually doing some, like, stuff with Zoe for stuff. But anyways, love that stuff. Um, and Alfred is amazing because they have really strong branding. It looks incredible. Every single aspect the entire experience of alfred is instagrammable which is genius because it's free promotion actually this is a really <laughs> we're, we're kind of getting into the topic of that meaning too and i will say like so their brand is so strong it's just like soul cycle whatever but alfred coffee is also amazing it, is. <laughs> so it really lives up to the it, hype it really isn't even overhyped like it no. actually it actually lives up to the hype anyways on today's episode morgan and i are kind of we're going to be doing kind of like a how to make money on YouTube, how we've made this like a full-time job episode for dummies. So we're going to be like really dumbing it down. Just kicking this off with an insult to <laughs> no, everyone watching. I don't mean, no, but like, <laughs> I don't mean any of you guys are dumb. I love you all, just for the record. But no, I mean, there's a lot of questions that I feel like people don't even ask or don't even answer in videos when they talk about this just because... It's just, for the most part, common knowledge, but, like, also, it's such a new job. Why would anyone understand this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, sometimes I get a little bit frustrated when people, like, people will ask me, like, when I'm going to get a job, and I'm like, what do you not get? Oh, my gosh, no. Can I tell a really, really quick story? Yes, funny on that note. So, my family, I'm from High Point, North Carolina, but we're originally from a smaller town, Asheboro, and then our family's from, like, smaller towns than that. So, we recently went to, like, a family reunion type thing, like, this is probably about a year ago now. Um, but it was after I'd graduated college, and so I was dreading getting asked, like, over and over, like, yes. so where are you working, or whatever. Not that I, like, hate that question. It's just a lot to explain oh, to, like, question. friends' parents yeah. and whatever, but I'm cool with it. But this demographic of the family reunion, we are, like, meeting in, like, a church fellowship hall in the middle of, like, nowhere North Carolina. I don't have cell phone service. Like, that's how far. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. And all of my family, like, my grandparents don't have internet. Like, no one has iPhones. Like, it's, like, a flip phone Oh my god! Like type of group, so I knew that trying to explain what I was doing was just not really going to be understood. So um, eventually, I did get asked like what I was doing or like where we were in school, and I was like, oh, I graduated, and they were like, what are you doing? And so I was trying to explain, 
I was just like, oh, I'm, like, making videos for YouTube, like, or I think I even said for the internet, because I was like, they're not going to know what YouTube is. <laughs> and so then I'm, like, trying to explain this to these, like, old people, and my relatives are literally, they go, well, you know, the job market's just not what it used to be. Like, they were trying to be so sweet and reassuring, and it was, it was really sweet. It was a yeah. nice gesture, but I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're like just keep doing what you're doing and like something will open up I'm like, okay <laughs> no I think for me like I, sometimes I get frustrated and I'm like because it is kind of insulting if you don't know but it's like they don't like their intentions are good and no, also yeah. it's no, such it a new really job sweet. it was like, really sweet yeah was no funny. I mean it was like more, it was just laughable it wasn't even like frustrating it was just no, like oh my goodness no that's cute. it was humbling <laughs> I was no, like all right I everyone thinks I'm unemployed so <laughs> literally I'm like okay I probably needed that today no yeah. I think it's I am just like I mean, me, I'm bringing this up because I don't really get frustrated anymore because I've kind of gotten over myself and I'm like, why would anyone even know? Like, this is not like a public thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's a new job, whatever. So I don't get as frustrated anymore, but sometimes I'm like, okay, it's just, it's, it's really interesting. Okay. But that's why we have this episode. Yes. We're going to so be explaining everything. It. We don't even have to answer the question anymore. We just send them this podcast. Yes. That's very true. Okay. So let's go ahead and have you give a little background on like your YouTube journey when you started um maybe maybe talk about like when you started to make money and then also when you started to make a comfortable living okay um so I started my YouTube channel my sophomore year of high school it was March 1st of 2011 <laughs> I think so or 2010 I don't remember I never remember to celebrate my YouTube anniversary. Me neither. I'm not... that makes me really sad when, when I Danielle like, posts every year that it was my anniversary yeah. and I did nothing um, I was good at it. But so I started back in high school. I had been a big fan of like Juicy Star 07 and all that Glitters 21 and like all the like popular beauty gurus back in the day with the old username era. Um, also, my old username when I started my channel. Wait, Kenzie, what was yours? Yours wasn't embarrassing, was it? No, it was. I don't it's always been. No, yours was like Glamorista something, right? No, that was Caitlyn. Mine oh. was The Forever Glamorous. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, I was kind of close. Cool. Um, yeah, so how that came about. Well, so I was a big fan of all these people and like, I didn't really, I watched TV, but like when I came home, my go-to and just at nights and stuff, I always was watching YouTube videos and I thought it was so cool and I really wanted to start a channel, but I went to a really small private high school. It was like 60 people in our grade and I knew that if I was doing it alone, it would just not be, I don't know. It's not a reason to not do it, but I was just worried about like what people would think if I made a YouTube channel and everything like that. So, um... I recruited one of my best friends and we made the channel together and we how that username came about I feel the need to explain we couldn't think of anything and this was back before anyone used their name so we were googling girly words and we just threw a bunch together so the That's forever glamorous girly words did you girly like words. literally type in girly words yes we did a google search for girly <laughs> words unreal but um so started making videos with my one friend and then probably a couple weeks later two of our other friends were talking about um, like people they like watching on YouTube. I think it was like Megan Rosette, like one of my friends was a really big fan of. And I was like, She's oh my gosh, I watched her. I watched. Yeah, I love Megan. So we like bonded over that and then we decided to like invite them to make videos with us. So then it was the four of us for all of like one video and then one girl, the original girl, her parents made her stop because they thought it was dangerous and whatever. Um, so then the three, the remaining three, me and two other girls made videos for the rest of high school essentially. And then when I went to college, I was making my own videos because um, we all went to three different schools that were hours apart. Um, yeah, it's hard to share a channel. Yeah, but this is also, so notably, back in high school, we were making probably like 
a hundred dollars a month like yep. if that I don't even know but it was thrilling it was like oh my gosh thrilling and that's a good word for me that. and one girl every Wednesday because we'd film on Wednesdays and then one of them would leave and then me and the other one we would go to Buffalo Wild Wings every Wednesday and like spend our money basically <laughs> it was so funny <gasps> but so funny. we felt rich and <laughs> then um but still so going into college YouTube wasn't the industry it is now so I, I attended UNC so it was quite challenging yeah and I was very busy with school and just making friends and whatever and it didn't feel that urgent to be expanding her vocabulary okay. <laughs> she's a really big vocabulary I sorry really don't now there are high expectations for okay anyways <laughs> um but so where even was I in the sorry story? I'm so sorry you were attending college oh, so I was going to school and that was consuming all of my time between like friends and uh schoolwork and everything so I wasn't really uploading. I probably uploaded every, like, three months for a good two and a half years. It was Dang. until, like, mid-junior year. It was actually when Janine came to visit. And she yeah. was, like, telling me about, like, YouTube and whatever. And she was like, Marie, you have to start again. And I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, it was, like, the new year. It was, like, beginning of 2016. 20, yeah, 2016 yeah. that I started uploading, like, once a week again. Um, so, yeah, there was kind of just, like, a big stalling point for a while because it was, I yeah. just didn't have time. But so during that, I wasn't really making – anything substantial from it again just like ad revenue not really brand deals I mean I did like a couple here and there I guess but um low dollar ones and then and that was also back I probably still had like 50,000 subscribers at that time yeah up until it was when I moved to LA for that summer that I had an internship out here um that I hit 100,000 that was two summers ago and then it wasn't until probably like my last semester of college that I was making like like if I weren't in school it would be a comfortable living yeah you know what I mean yeah because I've been doing a lot of brand partnerships that year and then since graduating it's just improved even better since that so yeah I um had a little flashback when you were telling that story so I've been friends with her mate Janine for like a way longer time than I'm friends with Morgan I remember when Janine and I were both still living in Texas going to visit Janine in Austin and I was fr- I'm from Dallas so I had to like go visit her in Austin and I remember her talking about you because you guys were like BFFs and yeah. I always knew of you because of her yeah and I remember her talking about how you hadn't uploaded in like forever or whatever but how she like really wanted you to Aww. and blah blah blah, blah. I did yeah I just thank had a weird goodness flashback. no I think about that I'm like what if she hadn't visited or what if I like hadn't started I mean it's not that crazy I'd just be at a job but Life would be different. No, I mean, you, know? you, you wouldn't be how Oh, well, yeah. You wouldn't be doing I wouldn't anything. live here. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very, very different. Okay, so um, there are a lot of different ways that you can get paid on YouTube. So we should probably just go into, like, detail on that. What are, like, your revenue streams right now? Um, so I guess the most obvious way you make money on YouTube and kind of, I guess, the first one that you achieve is just from ad revenue on your videos. Yeah. Um. Do we want to explain, like, network stuff? Yeah, right network now? management, everything. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to explain? Okay. I'm talking a lot. Yeah, I'll it's do it. It's your podcast. <laughs> okay, so um, you make money through so many different ways. So you have ad revenue, um, which, unless you're getting millions of views, like, that is not... I mean, it's, like, a substantial check still, but it's it's not, like... I think people think that, like, you make so much money yeah. on AdSense. And, I mean, you do make good money, especially now because you can add more ads in. But, um, thank so God. that, <laughs> thank God for that. Um, and kind of with AdSense, you can have a network. So having a network, they 
essentially they just kind of like stand in to kind of protect your channel they optimize your channel you make better money typically through adsense um through not through adsense but through ad revenues through the network so the examples of networks that we're talking about like full screen awesomeness Uh, studio Studio 71 71. um yeah so you can work with them and then typically you do have a manager at that network and then you can have brand deals brand deals are where you probably are getting your biggest paychecks um and that is just if like maybelline reaches out to you and wants you to share their latest like mascara or if um i just did one with a smart mirror so i was working with high mirror which that thing was so freaking cool i felt like i was in smart house but um they like sent me a mirror i tried it out for like a month and then they essentially paid me to um put the mirror in the video and that you're contracted um you can have exclusive contracts so let's say you're you're essentially kind of doing like a campaign with like clean and clear for six months or something and you can't use um like a competitor or you can't work with a competitor face wash or something yeah Yeah, exactly um okay and uh, a notable thing about that is that um if you're in an exclusive contract with a brand, you're going to be getting paid a lot more than, like, substantially more than if yes. it were just, like, a one-time product integration with no exclusivity terms because, basically, they're having to pay you in a way for, like, you're not eligible to go out and work with any of their competitors. So, in a way, that's, like, lost yeah. revenue to you. They have to, like, cover that. So, they're, yeah. yeah. So, that's that. So, you but, can have that and then you can have management um some people just have management through their network a lot of people have management outside of their network so i have management outside of my network so does morgan um and then they work kind of heavier on the brand side you can get brand deals through your network but um for the most part you get a lot more through your management and then they um kind of just bring you deals a lot of the time people do say no like it's not just like a hey you're doing this deal they don't tell you what to do they like present it to you um and then you can choose if you want to take it or not so then there's also the brand deals and then there are other opportunities um like merch is a big one i have merch check it out <laughs> it's always linked on my instagram i almost wore my shirt i wear it yesterday though so oh, i thought wow. we would go with the clean shirt <laughs> that's so cute yeah okay fine um yeah so you can have like merch and merch is another like pretty um big revenue stream especially for people with like millions of subscribers and along with merch i mean products as well so, you mm-hmm. know like people creating like a planner or writing a book or whatever well I guess that's kind of it's separate category but yeah there's also this is this is like a little bit less often but this is um a notable one I have actually gotten this before but you can have like appearance fees so you can like Mm -hmm. go to a premiere post an Instagram or whatever and then um that's another deal the thing with youtube or anything really digital really anything like in this sort of realm is that you can get paid through so many different ways so you can honestly just get creative with it like it really depends like you can do so much like you can do so much oh another one is affiliate commission yes affiliate reward style and magic links and all of those so when you're doing a haul or i try to like one video a month have it be something that's um strategically incorporating affiliate links so i guess a haul or favorites video or something like that something where um you know there's a chance of making some more money through that not that that's ever really that significant but it's something i try to hop on you know yeah 
I do that. Bloggers, though, that's where they make their... Yeah, they... they make so much money. There's always who make millions on reward style. I know. It's crazy. Like, from Instagram. Literally from Instagram. Like, those swipe up links, guys, those are no joke. They're Instagram. Well, yeah, well, especially for bloggers, because they have, like, a shopper following. Yeah. Like, they're older. That's another thing to know. Yeah. Have disposable income. That's another thing to know. Um, it's really important to know what audience that you are creating because if you just get an audience that's just kind of watching you, let's say for comedy, but you ultimately want to be doing something more on like the blogger side where it's more like fashion heavy, product heavy, um, like swipe up heavy, you don't have the audience for that. So like just because someone has like 500,000 followers doesn't necessarily mean that if they were to like add all the commission links that they would make money does that make sense yeah Yeah. oh one other thing on that point though with knowing your audience um even just in terms of so something that i have thought about lately and i haven't really well i guess i kind of did this one time but just in looking at my analytics for affiliate linking whenever i share like urban or top shop which are my two favorite stores and those are truly where i shop the most um, I end up making, even though those are higher dollar items, so you're making more money, let's say. Like, if yeah. someone buys 10 things from Urban versus 10 things from Forever 21, you're going to be making a lot more from Urban. But um, I end up always making more revenue as a whole when I'm showing things from, like, Forever 21 and Boohoo and, like, mm-hmm. a lower price point store compared to, like, the places I shop most often. So that's actually made me sort of rethink um, – what you're sharing yeah like it's in terms of like my one video a month or whatever that i try to strategize with linking i think i recently did like a under 20 dollar haul and that was kind of um with that in mind so that my viewers will have things that they are able to buy if they're wanting to rather than seeing a bunch of things and liking them and then it being out of their price range so that's just something to think of just in terms of like catering to your audience and like wanting them to actually be able to get something out of it as well as a business strategy yes like knowing your audience and actually knowing what they're gonna want like for so long I have been debating doing this podcast for forever like I have wanted a podcast for so long and it was kind of I don't want to say it was like frowned upon but it wasn't really like I don't know what's the word I'm looking for you brought it up it wasn't like yeah people weren't like yeah do it yeah yeah it was definitely it took a while because I kind of had to get people behind it um but I was like guys this is the number one thing people ask me to do I talk about podcasts all the time it's right up my alley it is right up like the people who follow me listen to podcasts I know this because they dm me asking for podcasts all the time like that's a huge thing um also if you want to make something a thing on your channel just start posting about it like I have not always talked about books and podcasts on my channel at all but that is probably those two questions are the top two questions I get now and it's just because I started posting it and it's like you know it's a genuine interest so anyways you just need to gear your audience into some things that you like because you need to be attracting an audience that um is actually attracted to what you're posting so like a hundred thousand followers who are don't really care about you and don't really like care about what you're posting is a lot worse than 20,000 followers who are highly engaged and really do care about what you're posting um it looks better on the brand side it's also better just for you it's just overall better so we're pre-recording these episodes right now so it's actually september 7th as we're recording (laughs) this um with podcast yeah i mean this is so new to me but like just going over this quickly i'll do an entire episode eventually as time goes on 
But um, podcasts are a little bit different than, I mean, they're very different than YouTube, but they're different than YouTube in the brand sense because you can actually do, I think it's up to four ads per podcast episode. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. That's another thing with YouTube. You can only do one video, one ad per video. So um, yeah, podcasts are just different. Ad as in brand sponsor or what? Yeah. So like HelloFresh or like whatever it is. Um, I'll do an entire episode on this as I like do more. I haven't even like gotten into like the brand side of it. I've just been recording. But, um, yeah, that's another, that'll be another, like, stream of income for me, though. So, um, yeah, I'm just answering, by the way, a lot of frequently asked questions that I got on my Instagram, in case you guys are wondering. Um, a lot of the time, we also get asked how many videos does it take to make money. There isn't a video number. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think they've actually changed. Like, I remember back in the day, this could be way off, but I feel like you only needed, like, a thousand views total or something, like, super low on your videos. Again, this is... 2010 or 2011 to apply for the Google AdSense program to start getting ads on your videos and making money through that. Um, so way back, I remember I applied and I heard back like two days later and then I was in the partnership program. It was just like, click this yeah. button if you meet the whatever. But now just given all of the like ad strikes on YouTube and like whatever, just so many things going on with the demonetization process and people. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. long story short, now there are much higher requirements i think you have to have what how many subscribers do you even know? i don't know i just remember it happening after the logan paul scandal that's all i yeah. remember we I just, were not in this we were had already obviously been making money off ads during this so i don't know i just know it's way harder like you can start a channel now and you can be making videos for like months and months and months but i mean even to meet the new requirements i forget yeah. how many views there's a view amount and a subscriber <clears throat> amount you can google it but it's higher than four so it's definitely more difficult but even then, I've seen people complaining on Twitter and, like, whatever, just tweeting at the, like, YouTube support account, um, complaining about how they've applied, like, a month ago and haven't heard back, and it's just this ongoing, Dang. like, complicated thing now, so. I feel like this is the perfect time to also say, um, if you're starting a YouTube channel, this is such a cliche, but if you're starting a YouTube channel fully for the money, just, like, literally don't do it. <laughs> like, you are not gonna, like you're not gonna like it it takes a certain kind of person to be able to have a youtube channel for so many reasons you have to i mean a lot of people aren't but you really do have to have at least some sort of self-discipline being able to entertain someone and keep someone on camera you don't have to be like in your face but even just being like some of the people like to watch not everyone can do that not everyone can talk to a camera i forget that that's like a hard thing for people to do just because i've been i'm so used to this yeah like if i vlog with people who like just aren't on camera they're like oh my gosh what do i do and i'm like what do you mean like anyways it's a lot more time consuming and it's so much more of your life than people realize for the adsense program you have to have a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours yeah that's a lot i mean it took me a while to get to a thousand subscribers that's a hard jump well especially now that's the other thing is even like a thousand I mean, to us, I guess, doesn't sound like that much, but when you're starting, I oh, remember that's being hard. like, I want 100, like, it yes. was crazy when I I did a giveaway for 250 subscribers, and I was oh, like, no way, I did an elf huge, giveaway. Not huge, I mean, huge at the time for my $100 a month, <laughs> yeah. income, but um, giveaway when I hit up, or hit 1,000. With YouTube, you just have to really love it, because it is really way more of a lifestyle. It's a lot more time-consuming than people realize. It's hard to keep people engaged. It's hard to, a lot of the time, people can't even talk to a camera. Like, so often people are like, oh, I'll just start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, first off, it downplays it. And second off, it's a business. Like, you actually learn so much through doing it. What I was going to say was that it's so much harder today, now, in my opinion, to even get a 1,000 subscribers because YouTube is so saturated. 
It'd be so like hard to start now. Back in the day, yeah, no, I know. Like, I, I even wish that I started way before. There are people who are who honestly are so qualified and talented and entertaining and everything else who make YouTube channels now that I feel like, I don't know, it's just harder. Like, yeah. you might never get discovered. Whereas, yeah. like, when we started, it was so much easier. So much easier. If and I was even starting then, now, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even have advice for that. I, I don't feel either. like, yeah, yeah no. that I got in at the right time. It's really So difficult. a thousand, yeah, I feel like that's yeah it's very difficult yeah someone also asked how do you know what your channel is worth um obviously yeah Um, have a good manager please yeah well way so probably so during that like two and a half year period i was talking about when i was not really making videos and i mean i was friends with janine and a couple other people i kept talking to your friends but it wasn't no but it wasn't even like we didn't talk about that so i would do that sucks i would do brand partnerships again I had 50,000 subscribers but I didn't know better so that's the thing is I wasn't talking to people about money I didn't have a manager I was with a network at the time but they weren't helpful and I was probably doing brand deals for I mean like no money I mean I know but it was yeah it was nothing like and I look back fifty dollars what like the like like a hundred fifty dollars for like two minute integration I don't know yeah brand deals are just being like transparent without being that transparent um brand deals are like thousands of dollars and also like there are definitely there are six figure deals for people i mean like big people yeah but um yeah you have to just be careful because i can the amount of people like morgan's story is so common the amount of people that we know that Even are undercharging still, who I, oh yeah so, okay so that was like the old days of how i incorrectly priced myself but then before i had a manager even like graduating college I didn't have a manager for like a few months and I was always just negotiating my own Mm -hmm. stuff and I was fine with that because I had talked to so many friends at that point that I knew who had managers that I knew what I should be asking for um definitely encourage going with a agency or manager because it's so much better and they still can advocate better on your behalf but um yeah talking to your friends is so essential so we have some friends and when I hear things like that they're doing brand deals for I'm just like oh Mm -hmm. yay but I'm like I tell you that that's like yeah way under what yeah way under what you should be priced at um it's just really important to be working with someone who knows what you are worth and um can get you that because you know obviously like I said this is a, a new job a new wave of income like in, in digital is so new people just don't know so it's really important to have a manager um and even if you can't if you're not at the point where you can get a manager um have friends and talk about deals like it might be a little weird but we did that before when we were younger like my entire friend group that I'm still like my still my like best friends and slash also best YouTube friends they um we would talk about what we were getting paid for deals just to make sure that we were all um you know getting like fairly priced so that's a really big thing another person asked um where do you get motivation to do it all with like figuring out taxes and having like a lot of youtubers do multiple things which i do want to say that isn't necessarily because they need to income wise that is just because with youtube you get to do a lot of different things and the way that you're paid as a youtuber you get paid through so many different ways so that is that is like another thing um with with the motivation to do it all the reason i'm bringing this up as we're talking about managers though is because when you have a manager it helps so much because you get to have them take care of like the business side and you can go back to just the channel that's been a huge thing like i've and especially like the past summer like my team has gotten a lot bigger um oh that's also a good thing to talk about so um with 
just people that you work with. Um, I have an intern who helps me with a lot of stuff. She actually makes my life so much easier and she just helps me with a ton of Instagram stuff. I can actually have her on and like talk more about that. I do want to do that. Um, but making long story short, so I have my network, I have my management team. There's a few people that I work with there. And then I have my, um, and then I have like a whole like podcast, a bunch of people that I work with here. And then I have a merch team. So yeah, it's just the more people, I mean, obviously don't just like expand your team because you need to find people that you really like working with, but that is really helpful because if I didn't have all of them, it would be so overwhelming to be doing this all on my own, like having to figure out like taxes and then also having to work on merch and also the podcast and everything like that would be very, very difficult if I didn't have other teams that I was working with. So really the motivation to do it all, um, it's just because I have other teams that help me work on other things. So it's less overwhelming, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Do you have an answer <laughs> for that? that. <laughs> um, well, in terms of like motivation, well, I guess that's another thing too when you have people that you're working with is you're also like held accountable to them. You know, you can't just like not do things. But, but with taxes too, I don't know. I don't think of this in like a motivation way. No, I think the question, I got what they were saying as they expanded the question. They were like, how do you have motivation to do it all, like handle it all? Because there's so many different aspects of things that you have to do. Oh. So they were like, how do you, how do you not get overwhelmed? Like, that's oh. why I was like, just having multiple teams and that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think having a manager helps a ton whenever I decided to mm-hmm. do that because I, I really like the business side of it almost more than the creative side. Honestly. Yeah. Like if I weren't doing YouTube, I would want to be doing something in talent management or, or even content development, but I have no interest in production whatsoever. Yeah. But um, just having someone to do all of my emails for me is yeah, that's huge. life-changing. Emails because literally a manager, I spent, I would spend my whole day just emailing and I'm like, what did I film? What did I edit? Like yeah. nothing. I'm like, I mean, it's good because you're proactively reaching out to brands or discussing potential partnerships and everything like that but having a company who handles that who like that's just that's what they do that's their expertise is that was life-changing for me um I also am a little bit crazy I expect a lot out of myself so like I really I like post way more than I probably need to and just whatever um okay also do you personally reach out to brands or do they reach out to you um so back when I was starting out and just starting to get into brand deals. I feel like I was reaching out to a lot of the brands I was wanting to work with. And most of the time, nothing ever came of that because yeah. they're working with bigger people. But when you're smaller, I feel like that is the route you usually need to go. Again, just because it's harder to find smaller channels in a way. So you might still be getting emails from brands, but I always believe in being proactive about things like that. So yeah. Um, Currently, I don't often reach out to brands anymore. Yeah. I don't know if I ever do. I think the last brand I reached out to wanting to work with them was actually EF Ultimate Break, and that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so brands email you. In the past, before I had a manager, that was the only way, or well, reaching out and brands emailing me was fully how I was getting brand deals. But since having a manager, I when a brand emails me, I forward it to her. But I feel like, I'm trying to think if I get, yeah, I feel like I get for sure more offers just through her mm-hmm. than I get brands emailing me and me passing it along to her because another pro of being with um, a management company is that a lot of companies go straight to these agencies and they want to work like they're yeah. like all right we have this campaign we're running like show us your talent roster um, and they sort of pick and choose who they want to work with based yeah. on budget and everything like that so 
being a part of a network is also or not a network a management company is yeah. great for that reason of you're getting exposed to a lot more opportunities than you'd be getting on your own yeah they have relationship with brand like relationships with brands that um you may not necessarily have i definitely get a lot more um brands that reach out to me than i reach out to them it would you know like there'll be randomly a video that of a brand that i like work with periodically i'm like oh this is a perfect fit and i'll like text my manager and be like hey is this like on my like roster or whatever yeah for, like, that's the that's thing if there's yeah a, if there's a brand you want to work with i usually just say that to my manager yeah i'll have my manager reach it. out but that's pretty rare honestly um actually i don't want to say it's rare i i give him a list of brands that i want to work with but typically he already has relationships with them as well and we've already worked with them so it like depends um but yeah okay so the real reason i wanted to have morgan on this episode is because morgan loves like <laughs> morgan loves finances she loves the money no <laughs> i <laughs> i mean that she's she's really good at i was gonna say like stewarding your finances that's such a church word yeah, i hate myself right yeah we're in church guys this is my sermon just talk about like personal finances budgeting kind of retirement just give a give your whole spiel Kenzie thinks that this is like a passion project of mine just because I well, happen to know a little bit about taxes. That's really all it is. <laughs> Let's talk about budgeting. Budgeting. Great. So an easy way to start a budget is, and this is what I still do to this day because I was like, where do you start? It's just such a huge concept and yeah. I don't know. I can't think through everything I spend my money on. So I actually went on Google Sheets, you know, like the Excel yeah. online version basically, um, through Google. And I'm pretty sure if you just go to the homepage of that, like, Google Sheets, whatever. They have all those like pre-made templates for different things and they have a monthly and an annual budget one that you can literally just click on and it has all of the cat. Are you doing it right now? No. Oh, it looked like Kenzie was over there creating her budget as <laughs> no. we speak. Um, and so you just, you can go to that and it has all of your expense categories broken down or just general categories. I You have to go in and customize. Like there are things I don't spend money on like pet food and kids tuition and things like that you know <laughs> so you have to sort what of customize it but uh you fill in all of the categories that you spend money on and then the categories that you are um like where your income's coming from and so how I originally started doing this because I had no idea I was just filling in these arbitrary numbers I didn't really know like what was an accurate way to create a budget so what I recommend doing is just tracking your spending. So going through your bank account or your credit card or whatever it is and searching, well, it might be like for mine, I've, I usually use my American Express. It breaks it down by category so you can click on it, but it's not always accurate. So I recommend just going through, and this is kind of time consuming, but a whole month of your spending and like calculating exactly how much you spent on things and maybe doing that for a month or two, if it was an atypical month or something. And that way you have an idea of where your spending's at. And most likely, if you're like me, then when you create the budget, you fill in numbers that are less than that because, <laughs> well, I'm still in a place of needing to reel things in. But so back then I was like, wow, it's all? alarming that I spent this much money at Starbucks this month. Alfred's really yeah, gets also me. Also Alfred's. That's yeah, the worst. that's the thing. I keep postmating it. It's near my See, house. See, I don't postmate. I don't know why I, it's, it's That's one way I save money. Postmate. Yeah. Use my postmates. Just kidding. My postmates code. <laughs> Like, but, please help seriously yeah, help me, enable me <laughs> but um so I feel like even even if for whatever reason you're not creating a budget but just looking at your spending in that way is very eye-opening because you don't realize how things add up 
it's scary it's very convicting. it makes you hate yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like if you want to hate yourself for a day just go through your expenses yeah. honestly look at your credit card bill yeah that's it i'm like why did i even charge that to my credit card <laughs> what am i doing i'm yeah. like oh target yesterday it's i went bad. in target all right this is bad i you know the classic stories of like oh i saw you walk in target for one thing and you leave with like the dog but <laughs> i went in legitimately for paper towels like i was shopping at trader joe's and i walked in the target to get paper towels how I ended up on the candle aisle that is not remotely near the paper towels is really beyond me. Yeah. And I left with seven fall candles. You're which, a monster. to my credit, was less than I had picked up to start with. But oh, that's, ridiculous. You're so brave. Also, another thing that I have to say with finances, I know that not everyone has this like luxury, I guess, but um, my dad is like very smart. I listen to what my dad has to say and I follow it basically. And it's not has it's not his money. I understand that, but I don't really care. Like if what my dad says, especially if like the area of my finances kind of goes for me because I'm like I don't really know what I'm doing. So just finding someone that doesn't have to be your parent necessarily, maybe you just know someone. Like it, it is really helpful to listen to someone who actually has, you know, been doing this for a while. It's really helpful to breeze through categories of expenses just the, to give you an example, but if you just pull up that thing, then you'll see these anyway. But things in my expense budget include groceries, coffee, which that budget is smaller than ever gets spent. I always exceed. So these are just loose things like the, yeah. Um, clothes slash Target slash Amazon. I don't know why I looped all that together. I guess that's just unnecessary spending. I give myself a little there. <laughs> I don't need clothes. I get sent so many clothes. Yeah. How am I buying clothes? Um, workout classes because I love Rumble in LA, yeah. this boxing place that is overpriced. But um, Uber slash Lyft. Um, I have a budget for getting my nails done and my lash extensions because I know I'm spending money on it. So you have to be realistic and put everything you spend money on your budget. Eating out, my cell phone bill, car slash health insurance, property taxes, income taxes. Oh, because I set aside. Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Retirement. Um, utility slash internet. Rent. And then I have a giving category. So that's just generally what's up with that but okay so um go a little bit into savings um so the easiest way for me so another thing that we haven't touched on but that I know we got questions about is with YouTube how your income is so inconsistent and unpredictable which is a huge thing because you I mean you go through like for example back to school season well I'm not in college anymore so that's not huge for me anymore but you go through waves of like you have a ton of brand deals this one month and then the next you might not have like any or like it just depends so for example you can have fluctuating yeah you can have like 12 checks coming in one month and then you can have like two the next yeah I mean it's not you have more than that anyways but you know what I'm saying yeah so um wait what were we savings oh savings so the easiest way for me since it is so inconsistent when I'm creating my budget and sort of planning all of my spending and my income I when I write out the income half of everything I budget that on what's well, all it's less than I'm making a month because yeah. it's always inconsistent so potentially you know it could be I could be making less than that like average so what I did is I averaged out how much I've made monthly for the past like year basically or for the past six months I did it for 2018 um to have like an estimated monthly income but then I did all those calculations based on substantially less than that That's does that make sense so yeah. then it's like there's a certain chunk of money that in theory I mean it depends on how much I'm making per month that is just going straight to savings that like isn't even being calculated into anything. That's good. I mean, even when, yeah, even with that lower figure, I'm obviously not budgeting, like spending all of that by any means. So there's yeah. already savings, but then on top of that, 
since I'm making more than I'm pretending in my head that I make, then that's just going to savings. That's smart. Okay, let's talk about retirement. This is, she kind of went off about this on the ferry in Greece, so let's Did hear I? about it. We, we had a conversation about it, yep. Just me and you? Mm-hmm. I don't even recall. I discussed this with so many people. <laughs> See, I told you. Um, so I can really only speak to being self-employed. This is so different if you work for a company, but um, I have a Roth IRA, which I think stands for Individual Retirement Account or something yeah. like that. Um, it would make sense. But so basically how that works is you can set aside after-tax income up to $5,500 a year in a Roth IRA. And um, then if you take that out after, I think it's 59 and a half, then you don't ever pay taxes on the earnings or the withdrawal. So um, that's just what most people, I mean, that's you can do a lot more than that. You can have other investments and things, but that's just a go-to for saving for retirement. And I think it's very important to do if you are self-employed or if you are a social influencer or doing YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, cause I feel like obviously we're young and a lot of people don't think that far ahead, but I forget, I saw this chart and like starting saving yeah, for retirement at 20 about. versus like 20, 28 yeah. or something is crazy different. It's like insane. hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. different, even though that's only like such a small difference in terms of what you're putting in, what you're, what you will be taking out is worlds different. So definitely, um, yeah, get on that as young, like even if you can't put away that whole amount like put away what you can because it really does add up compound interest rocks and i use vanguard so if you are lost at where to start i use the company vanguard very easy to set up just make an account and start there i feel so much smarter (laughs) i just feel like i have my life put together like just talking about this so a question that we got a lot as well was what can you expense for taxes so being an influencer is a very odd job. I actually, my um, like account tax person, whatever, he does a lot of other YouTubers' taxes. So there's a whole like spreadsheet essentially. And obviously, I mean, it's very similar. A lot of people our age, like, you know, your taxes get taken out of your paycheck and ours don't, yeah. which sucks. That's another <laughs> thing when it comes to shall we say, stewarding and self-control and whatever. <laughs> stewarding, yes. Um, this is another thing that I don't, well, I don't talk about this often with friends, so I don't know if they do this, who are my YouTube friends, but what I always do is every time I get a paycheck, well, I track all of my, like, income on this other, a separate spreadsheet, but mm-hmm. I um, put away, I have a separate account, like, in my bank with all of Me my too. other stuff, what where taxes? I immediately take a per- the percentage that I estimate I'll roughly be paying taxes on and I immediately put that in that account so in my mind that's never even my money that I'm me spending because my dad made me do that. I can't imagine like getting to like the next quarter the end of the year or whenever and you're having to pay your taxes and you never set that aside and you're pulling that out of just like your regular money uh, or what if you didn't save for that I don't know yeah you could that's really something that you have to do if that's really big um so just things that youtubers can expense or like just influencers can expense it's just a little bit different um you can do i mean i don't know it kind of depends it gets into like legal stuff but like um travel is travel, a big one like yeah. i kind of milk this a little bit but anytime i'm traveling and vlogging yeah i expense all of it <laughs> i mean yeah because it's a it's oh, a travel yeah. vlog it works yeah, out it's a travel vlog you also i have an office and you can um part of like my rent can go to that it's it's a little bit confusing but that is a thing too especially if you are in an apartment um something that's really helpful is if like you i don't even know anyone who does this but i know that like living in a live work um building is like a lot easier 
I'm trying to think of other things. One thing <clears> that <throat> I know a lot of YouTubers do that you actually cannot do. So again, my dad does all of my tax stuff. He is very, very intelligent. He's a CFO of a furniture company. He does a lot yeah. of like other companies' tax finance stuff as like a contractor, and he does my taxes, which is great. But um, so he's very involved because he's my dad, obviously. So he, yeah, gets the YouTube life. But um, one thing that a lot of YouTubers do is when they do hauls, is expense the clothes. Yeah, for the you haul. can't do that. You cannot do that. Yeah. But so, I know that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other. I just feel like this is such a normal life for. Like, I just can't even. I think the biggest thing with taxes, the best advice that we can give you is to immediately set it aside when you get your checks and do not touch it because it doesn't matter if you want to go buy that bag. That money is not yours. That money is going to the government, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, um, did we talk about everything? Yeah, we did. Was that helpful? I hope Let it was us know helpful. If that was helpful. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't. I think it was. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. I don't know how much of yeah the retirement and tax things applies to everyone, but that gives you a even if it doesn't apply to your current situation, you can get yeah. a little peek into the future. Like, well, okay. Or In I our was lives. gonna say what it's like if you are self-employed doing the YouTube thing, because that's what it was the about. YouTube that's thing. what this video is about, right? Yeah, making a living this online. Video. There you go. This video, this podcast. You can tell we're YouTubers, can't you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Morgan, for being on here. If you guys want to check out Morgan, just is it youtube.com slash Morgan Yates, I'm assuming? It's Morgan Yates Vids. Vids. V-I-D-S. I simply cannot get my name on anything. You should fight for that. You should just fight someone. Try messaging people on Uh, Instagram and Twitter. I have a different variation of my name everywhere. What's your Instagram and Twitter? uh, Instagram is Morgan.Yates, and then Twitter is underscore Morgan Yates. I couldn't even get a similar, wow. like, similar fake That's username. so unfortunate. Terrible, I know. Wow. Okay, well, check her out. Um, we post together a lot, so if you follow me or you follow her, you probably know the other. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kinsey. What a good time. Business gal. What a business gal. All right, guys, I will, I was going to say I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, <laughs> bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys want, you can subscribe. I will be back next week on Thursday with another brand new episode. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon.